We are into the Loyal Locals podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Drew Steck. I got Steve Brokoff, El Presidente of the Locos, here with us. And uh, we are going to be with you today for episode 29. We do not have our fun intro music. That's because we don't have our fun intro man. Um, I thought it was kind of passe to try and pass it off as as Jerry when we didn't have it loaded in here, ready to go for the show. But just let you know off the bat. He won't be joining us here tonight. It will be Steve and I, so you got to roll with us. Apologies. Jerry Steve, got the COVID jab. That? Jerry got the COVID jab yesterday, and he's feeling a little bit under the weather, so he kind of let us know earlier that he wasn't going to be up for it tonight. But you know what? It's just going to be us two tonight for the duration of the podcast, and then we'll hang out for a little bit after hours as well. So, again, as Jerry plugs every week, I will plug um, as well. If you do not join us live, please do so. It's a ton of fun in the comments. Um, after hours is always fun as well. That does not get posted in audio format. I know it's not you know, not easy for everybody to tune in, but if you can, please do. It's always a good good time. Good time. Yeah, or if you ever listen to an episode and you think, what went on after this? Where was this conversation <laughs> going? That's that's where it goes. So it does sometimes go the after show. Sometimes you yeah. wonder and sometimes you don't want to know, but sometimes you do want to know. So Tune in. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's like, hey, man, it's, it's enough for me. I'm 45 minutes, hour, I'm out. I'm good. But uh, and let's be kidding. It's more like an hour and a half, two hours sometimes. But uh, in the, local uh, tradition, the, Drew, what are you drinking? Yeah, man, I'm drinking a something different today, a Belching Beaver. Somebody grabbed this for me, so it was just in my fridge. But a Belching Beaver Hazer's going to haze. So I've never nice. had it before. I'm interested. What nice. about you? Belching Beaver's up my way. I mean, I know they have other locations, but original yeah. spots up here in Vista yeah. um, and Oceanside. Um, typical brewery booze brothers, but they're crow Jane, crow Jane tonight. Some cool can art as well. Um, maybe we'll talk about some cool can art opportunities later, but I don't think we're going to open quite with the guds yet. We'll, we'll get there. This looks like kind of some art we did during, uh, the weekend. I think it's got like a brick wall and some uh, graffiti on it. I don't know. Might've done something like that. So again, we're going to talk about this too, but plugging the discord, please join the discord. If you have not, there's some really cool stuff going on there, but. Yeah, man. Let's jump into what it. Else? I mean, there's there is there's news. There's news to talk about. So, like some of these podcasts we open, we're like, hey, let's not talk about. Let's let's take a while to get to it because we really have no news, or we have to spin some news off as news. But this the club dropped a decent amount on us in the last week or so uh, between their filling in their preseason gap and then looking forward with the schedule. So, I mean, we uh, we would be remiss to jump forward without kind of talking about, um, you know, the friendlies maybe that have happened first and kind of get yep. those out of the way and then get to the news. So we'll tease you a little bit with that news that I said is so tantalizing. But hang on, guys. Hang on. Let's we know the there's friendlies. a lot. Yeah, but the friendlies last weekend, I I, I kind of, it. you know, it's hard because we can't watch them. Um, and we've talked about this a lot, too, that, you know, the club is being, you know, pretty coy with their strategy, with their lineups, you know, or not, not, not lineups because they're posted, but, you know, how they kind of want to play. Um, I just, and I don't know if, you know, what the streaming situations are, we'd obviously love to watch these games, but they're just flat out, you know, kind of straight up just, they're just not available. So it kind of is what it is, but at the same time, things you kind of can glean, uh, number one lineup. I mean, I think we're really seeing in these friendlies, uh, a starting lineup. I mean, between this past, this past Saturday and the Saturday before there's only one change and that was, uh, Nikki Jackson for Toomey. And I think that they're kind of similar players, um, and so I don't think that that I think that the, that starting lineup that we're seeing um, is pretty much set in stone, um, which is kind of a good thing. You know, you're seeing this is our first choice 11. This is who we're going with. These are our guys. Um, you'd like to see that at the same time, you know, maybe some rotation here in the next few days 
few few games um, for injuries, that kind of stuff. But I do like to see that there's kind of a you, you can kind of see a pattern, and you can see that they've identified their players. They're not like tooling around and you know, oh, this player, that player. You know, when you kind of see that, you, you kind of say, oh, is there a lot of uncertainty? But it seems like things are kind of kind of there. So to run through the lineup real quick, in case you were not able to tune in or you know tune into social media at least. Uh, Trey Muse at keeper, Elijah Martin, Jack Metcalf. Those would be the fullbacks or wingbacks, depending on how they play. Uh, Grant Stoneman, Charlie Adams, Jack Blake, Alejandro Guido, Nikki Jackson, Colin Martin, Corey Herzog, and Thomas TV. <laughs> Not going to try to do that one again. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, like I said, the only change there from the week before was Nikki Jackson for Toomey. Um, and I think that's, I said it a couple times, it's a, it's a really good sign. Yeah, I think it's it really just lets you know, last season, I think when we were going through for some of these games, they were rotating heavily. You were looking at different players entirely yeah. in certain positions, either in the midfield, which is really crucial, right, to lock down a consistent midfield and back line especially. And then you always want attackers who are scoring and in position. And if you're going to have some that are consistent as you're, you know, penciled in starting 11 or penned in starting 11, uh, that's good to go. So I, I really think that's what we can take away here. It's tough to not have as much access as everybody wants. As we've said over and over, it's nice to have the sausage um, be made in front of us is for those of us who appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the subtleties of the sausage. But really, for me, it's more like, you know, for a meat to mouth moment there, guys. But the uh, the thing for me, though, is more like the the essence from the team. And it's that they're confident, even if they're not scoring in certain games here and haven't been as productive as they like to be. Uh, Landon said they're right on schedule um, in terms of and actually ahead yeah. of schedule kind of where they want to be in terms of a club. So. I wouldn't read too much into the production. And I think, again, that's why both clubs, even if it's the MLS club saying, hey, we don't want, to, want you to show it, or if Lloyd right. is trying not to, I think either way, there, there is a justification to that because you can get to the second game of the season and all of this could have been a bunch of talk about literally nothing that's just practice somewhat with these sessions not even being a full simulation. It's, it's Some are 60 minutes, some are 40, and those kind of weird timed out sessions. So it's it's fun to see the different yeah. uh, people get a run out and see the different looks. I'd say that's kind of been interesting to see the secondary lineups a little bit and see yeah. the trialists getting worked in there. We haven't quite got to know who they are yet. So that kind of stuff to me is is pretty interesting. But the the overall 11 being set, that was something we all discussed in the Discord when we saw who they brought back before they even put out an 11. So I think that, that that's a good sign that I think we're all on the same page as a fan base with the, the management, which usually means that what they're trying to tell us is successful, what they're trying to put on the field speaks a story that we can ingest and be able to tell ourselves as well as have them tell us. So I think as a, as a group, we're all thinking the same style, which is, you know, huge from a club standpoint. They said they wanted it to be a, not only a team thing, but a club that's rooted in a certain style. So I think that that's starting yeah. to come to light in terms of how they're trying to put it together 11 moving forward and who's going to be in that 11. So yeah. And excited, one other thing, excited, yeah. other things to mention before we move on from the friendlies, um, th this one, you mentioned it and it triggered in my mind, the 60 minutes instead of the 45 the week before. Now you're starting to see guys get, you know, in baseball term could stretched out, you know, fitness ma match fitness. Um, you, you know, you're starting to see maybe you playing 45 minutes, having a halftime speech or halftime talk, some adjustments, and then going to play 15 more. Um, that's, that's definitely different. And I think that's a lot more indicative of like a full 90 or, a, you know, a full performance, obviously, you know, usually in a soccer match first subs usually hit, hit about 60 minutes. So I think it's a, that's, it's kind of an indication that they're starting to you know, simulate a real game environment a little bit more. So 
worth noting. And also a big shout out to Andrew for the updates uh, when he, when he gets to them. Um, I really like jump yeah. on his, you know, set his Twitter for notifications and, and jump on when he, you know, when the matches are on, cause he's really good about like halftime. I really liked what I saw. I really, you know, that was really good to see. Like he's really good about that, which, you know, he's our eyes on the field. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's the only one they can't yell at, right? Because yeah. he's the owner. I think <laughs> right, that's right. how it goes. I think the idea is that the social media teams treading on eggshells, whatever instructions they were given was that they're not allowed to show yeah. certain things. It seems like they haven't told us any of this. We're just assuming, but like it seems very clear the directive they were given versus Andrew being the owner. It seems like he can discressively turn choose which which things to show and not have anybody be like, well, he showed it. He's you know he's Andrew. So right. um, that's the nice thing is he's willing to give us that access and he gets where we're coming from. He's a fan too and he really wants to give us that if he could. I think that just to some degree again for whatever reason we you know we all want to see it to the large degree most people shouldn't honestly because it is just practice but uh, i would be really curious to get as we get closer you know what the, once this forms up and we'll talk about the next uh, part of this what what some of these more full 90s do look like and it would be nice to see those like we did with the reno match last year i think it gave us a sense of yeah who can perform on the team who's going to stretch the field who's going to play what role just physically uh, in the side, which is nice as fans. So when you do get there, actually, hopefully in the stands, um, a lot of that's easier to follow because it is harder to follow sometimes from the end uh, of the yeah. stadium to, to oh, see yeah. who's where. So it's nice to have that in your head pre-coded as to who does what. And when you see them moving, you kind of have a sense of how play is moving. Is So for me, that's oh, what I usually sure. use preseason for and why I think it's nice to have access. But again, like it's not going to be the way that it's going to be. So uh, I think I'm excited for what they can give us. I've told them like, show, show us just like random stuff. Show us like what uh, the Gatorade machine looks like today or something. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm starving over here. So as I said, I'm like the uh, Dave Chappelle, like y'all got any more of them? Pick? <laughs> and I like, uh, yeah. and, and while he's not here, shouts to Jerry. Cause he is the investigator. Man, he finds like the, <laughs> the right Instagram feed. He's always like, look at, look, I found pictures. I found pictures. And he sends it to our group text or the discord. Um, and yeah. it's always so good to see, like, I find myself scrambling and I'm like always two minutes behind him. Like, look, I found him. Oh, oh, he already sent those. So yeah, shout everybody to the in the Discord already knows. Yeah. So yeah. the Discord again, right. like get in there and like, he's, he's, it, our knowledge is your knowledge. And so, yeah, when one of us does that, we can provide it to everybody else in a place that feels like we can share this without blowing up the internet maybe, or, um, you know, going outside of space that we've created for just our members and you guys to, to feel safe to share that stuff that's yep. not going to necessarily be a like expose, but is for you guys. So as I said, we're a bunch of investigators. We might even create a channel on there for sleuths, hashtag sleuths. Ooh, I like uh, it. I like yeah. it. That's a good idea. I like it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of preseason, continuing on another announcement that has come in the past week would be the match against 1904 this upcoming weekend. Um, that May 20 or May March 27th date was kind of open ended. Nothing was really officially announced. I think that they were trying to do um, a couple of unique and really cool things, but COVID still got in the way. Um, so 1904 is is still is, is this this weekend. Um, part of me is super excited. It's the first kind of San Diego derby I saw um, on Twitter. Um, I believe it was was Carl uh, the Stay Classico. I think that's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty damn creative. Uh, whether you're a Ron Burgundy, your Anchorman fan or not, it's it's pretty good. It's it's almost too good to pass up. I think Travis commented uh, uh, on that, and I can almost see some art being worked in his head already. Uh, but part of yeah, like I said, part of me is excited because it's the first kind of you know first first opportunity for the two San Diego clubs to to play each other. On the other hand, it really feels like something supporters should be at. So on the you know on the other side, it kind of feels like ah oh, you know I wish we could be there. I wish we could have like we could see this. I wish we could see history being being made. You know. Um, but 
it kind of, it, it just kind of falls into that. It is what it is category. You know, they're going to yeah. play, they're going to do what they can. We're, we're going to get a you know report. And then the next time they play, I think it'll feel more like the first, the first match between the two clubs because we'll be there. Um, at least I, I, I would, I would think that that would happen, but I, I honestly don't, you know, can't say, but I, um, it, it, it it's going to be a, a cool thing either way. Um, another, another match for the club, the week, I know the weekend after that is the, is, uh, here in Chula Vista, I believe against New Mexico United. Uh, so that's another USL championship club. That's, it would be the first USL championship club that they would play against. So some like, like to like opponents. Um, so a couple important matches preseason coming up here, uh, but worth noting. So anything on the 1904 yeah. match, Drew? Well, I think the, the New Mexico one you were saying, that's the one I'm most curious if we could get cameras into to see if they were like to choose one. 1904 now is up there, uh, but New Mexico is the one I was really thinking before they set that date. Was, hey, this would be the most interesting because that's the case. I think 1904 for local reasons, but for just tactical and just technical reasons, New Mexico would be the most interesting to see what they would roll out against a side they may face uh, on the road at some point this year as one of their uh, outside of uh, group games, right? So um, there is always kind of those in the mix as well. Um, but the 1904 game for me was, it's tough. It is what you said. It's it's the mix of the positive, which is, hey, these clubs get to play each other, which isn't that cool. We have two yeah. actual San Diego clubs playing each other um, in the second and third divisions of, of soccer, which I don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, obviously, you've had Chula Vista for a number of years, and I think they've sparred off in the Open Cup against uh, other people within other divisions and in the surf and um, you know other other groups within previous entities, sure. the battalion over the years. But um, you know, really, has this ever happened to this degree? No, uh, right. Notably, no. So this yeah, is well going to be pretty exciting to see. And so I think that's the positive is like, hey, we made it to where two franchises could be alive at the same time to actually play each other. Like, great. Um, so that I'm excited about the the I hope there's more access just in terms of letting us see what's happening out there, because people will really want to see it um, from both sides. And there'll be a, a a very big appetite, I think, for just, you know, just pictures of the two teams together shaking hands and the two uniforms side by side. And um, just for many of us who have been on this journey, who have watched these things come up, it's it's exciting to see the water flow downhill a bit. You see these different uh, to go. My mind drifts towards an analogy of tributaries for for streams and rivers. Right. So we're all part of this like San Diego soccer river. But lightly it felt it felt dry right for a number of years and there were some of us that would fill the yeah. creek bed with outlaws or with our uh european clubs that we love or jolos and you know san diego soccer fans always felt like when we would have something that really makes the river run for us and you have to create tributaries here right to help flow into that and part of that was 1904 was a big tributary that was a spring that welled up and and poured over you know when we thought we wouldn't see pro soccer ever um, you know, the, they played on a field and it was amazing to see and, and had such a raw energy to it. And then now having loyal with a lot of planning and dedication, but even then a quick run up to say like, hey, we just want to play. We want to be on the field and be a team that plays here. Um, and that journey for us as the locals has been, you know, awesome to be on this side. So I'd say for for our friends and the outsiders, for our friends everywhere, that's that's where we want to be together <laughs> with them in this. And so it's really hard to it's really hard to swallow that, but to me, it's, it is what it is. And so for their players to get to play ours, the exposure is great. Maybe there is commingling in terms of, I know some of these players, they've been scouted on both sides a little mm -hmm. bit uh, for years. And so for me, it'd be exciting to, to see where the fruits of that go. And as you said, the next time, maybe just have some of the like um, silliness of the whole, like first, 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 that'll be gone at least, which is nice. But like, yeah, I'm very, 
uh, I'm just like, I, I hate even pre-naming things, by the way, but Stay Classy Co. is just so good. And I love Carl so, so much good. that it comes from such a genuine place of just being good at finding names sometimes. Uh, and he is one of those. So uh, shout out Carl for that, because yeah. I'd be like, why are we naming this? Let's let them play first. But yeah, it's too good. It's um, so good. But yeah, that's it's that so kind of stuff where like I I want to see them play a little bit and create some history. Maybe there's some animosity. Maybe a fight gets broken up. We don't know too much, right? right. So then there's just like mystique that builds on either side because we're not there. And when we do get in the stands, um, you know, we have signs already that say like, uh, "Don't attack our keeper." Like even though we have no clue what happened, right? Like we have no idea. It just was yeah. a random Twitter update that they told us very little about. And so like, that's the kind of stuff where like maybe that'll happen here where we build some uh, mystery mystery around this as opposed to. Um, you know, the unveiling, which is the fun part of it, I think, is this something we've all had in our heads for so long is, is it's finally real, but we don't get to see it. <laughs> so like, that's such yeah. a weird, it's such a weird dichotomy. It's like the, if a tree falls in a forest, right? Like that whole thing is like right. the hard part of this as fans, but we believe right as fans. And so I think we believe that this is going to be, you know, great for our club, great for our city. And uh, yep. to me, it's, I think that's the the hope is again, some, some mystique that we build through this process. Yeah. And so we're talking about, you know, looking forward to things looking forward to a future 1904 home match looking forward to the big news from today which were the schedule drops some scheduled tidbit drops um you know formally announced not no leaks none of that stuff uh three of we have three confirmed matches uh we can run through those real quick and then we can revisit each one um and kind of talk more in detail so we will open the season Away to Phoenix, uh, big, 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 big match. Everybody kind of knows how last last season ended, but again, like I said, we'll revisit these. Um, next match after that is Tacoma away, uh, May thirteenth, um, and that is to explain that's their home opener. So the, all the home openers were announced, and we happen to play three home openers. We play at Phoenix, that's their home opener. We play Tacoma, you know, at Tacoma, that's their home opener, and then we play our home opener, which is May 29th against Las Vegas Lights. Um, so like I said, revisiting each one. That Phoenix match, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, we we, we kind of, you know, talked about this a little bit before about, you know, how would we open the season? How would we kind of choose to open the season? And, man, this is going to deliver. This is Friday night, Friday night lights. Um, I assume it's going to be the focus of, you know, USL, the USL sphere on, on Twitter, on social media, you know, everybody tuning in. Um, everybody knows how last season ended, you know, Phoenix here with um, with the, the Colin Martin slur incident. Um, everybody knows what happens when we went to Phoenix, you know, away last time. Um, our last match in Phoenix, Rubio Rubin had a hat trick. We won three two. Uh, kind of, you know, their whole their whole spiel was was broken. You know, their their home streak, all that stuff. So it's going to be a massive, massive, massive game. Um, Drew, anything on this until we start getting into the big question that I think Nothing. everybody I mean, has. Yeah, it's just Phoenix. Uh, I mean, that's a that's all it is. But they're you know it's their new stadium. They're opening, uh, yeah. I believe, as well, which is slightly away from the city center. That's the only like knock on it, I guess. And, and we might talk about it in a second. But there's you know that kind of thing. You want to crash their housewarming, right? You want to you know be the team that messes up their homecoming. And for me, this is they're moving on from one of their better players in franchise history and having to move, you know, culturally in some ways, junior Flemings. Uh, it felt like maybe, you know, he, I think he believed he had another year on their contract, but maybe they, he didn't, but either way they moved on from him and he was a large part of their offense over the last few years. So it'll be curious to see, obviously they got a lot of firepower. Obviously they did fine in the playoffs without him. 
um, and, and, you know, kind of how that locker room adjusts his chance. Is it one of those things where they're all in and they're firing for him because they feel like, Hey, he's our guy. And, and you know what, he learned some stuff and he's sharing it with us and he's doing better even than before. And we like him even more, or is it something where as they maybe see some trouble or they lose to us in an opening game or a few other ones that it becomes troublesome because it fractures yeah. the locker room from last year. So those are the kind and of they, things I'm curious. And you mentioned the junior Flemings thing, but they signed Aiden Quinn from orange County. So exactly. And that's, they got, you know, yeah. And it's almost, a you know, arguably like for like replacement there. So it's definitely not like all oh, Flemings is gone, you know, step down. Like Aiden Quinn is a phenomenal player. I think He's he would. I don't know if they did, even did USL first teams last year, but I know the year before that he was either USL first team or USL second team. So and there's definitely no a phenomenal player. There's, there. No. there's no doubt that they're, you know, they're still an f- incredible squad, but I think we've made upgrades too. And that's, we've seen that um, all throughout the off season. And then um, through the reports f- from preseason, but the big, big question is away days. Are we going to travel? Are we going to be able to go as the locals? Are we going to be able to go as an organized supporters group? Um, and just straight up, you know, no, no BS to you guys. We don't know yet. Um, when, when this was announced today, my first reaction was to contact the club and I asked, I asked them, Hey, can you guys reach out to Phoenix? We want an answer as soon as possible on, um, organize, you know, support away supporters tickets and kind of their answer, you know, at least what I've, what I've, what I heard back from, from Ricardo, from the club was they, we just don't know yet. You know, it's still a month and a week away, essentially that, you know, right now, spring training, all the spring training games that they're operating at 25% capacity, who knows if things are going to, you know, go to that, you know, a lower tier out there. I don't know how the tiered system really works in Arizona or Maricopa County. But um, if they go lower and, you know, stadium capacity, you know, public health limits go up, maybe. But right now, the the kind of inklings are, you know, right now it's looking towards, you know, season ticket holders only. Um, like I said, it's 10, 000, it's a 10,000 seat stadium that they're opening. Um, so say 25% capacity, that's 2,500 people. I know from last year, you know, last year and years before Phoenix rising had about a 6,000 person stadium. And I think that they were almost sold out with, with season tickets week in and week out. So there's a lot of demand for these, especially with a new stadium. So, you know, we're going to fight for it. We're going to do the best we can, but honestly, it's just, it's so early that I, I, I really want to go. I really want to be out there. I really want to support the club. And of course we can't stop people from going individually and buying, you know, second, second market tickets, or even if the club does, you know, individual tickets, you know, that's, that's on them. But as far as like an organized away supporters group goes, um, we just don't know yet. We just, we just really have to wait and see. Um, it is worth noting that, you know, during normal times during like normal, you know, no COVID um, it's literally in the USL rules that there has to be an allocation of tickets for away supporters. That's why Vegas had away away supporters presence at our home opener, even though we had a sold out stadium and we, there were demand for our tickets. It's in every single stadium and every single club, you know, in, in all their contracts or the bylaws and all that stuff that, you know, under normal times we would go to this game, no matter what, even if they were sold out, they would have an allocation of X amount of tickets for traveling away, you know, supporters. And that, Obviously, that doesn't mean that they're going to give us a thousand tickets. That means they're going to give us, say, two hundred tickets, and we would have to then divvy it up how, you know, through a raffle or whatever. But the point is, under normal times, you know, that is something that USL mandates of every club to honor away supporters and travelers and that kind of stuff. And I think that's amazing, right? I think that's a really cool thing that they do. It's kind of like EPL, right? There's always allocation for away supporters. Um, but during COVID who knows like you know all that stuff goes out the window there's just they have to honor their season ticket holders just like loyal would right if loyal if we're operating at six you know 
to 6,000 seat stadium, if we have 25% capacity, that's 1500, that's 1500 tickets. I, you know, we've talked about how that's their season ticket holders that are, that would fill that up. And so they're not going to allocate a hundred or, you know, 50 or any, any of those tickets, any of those precious tickets to away supporters, right? They're going to allocate those to their season ticket members. So just like, you know, loyal would do that for us, for our season ticket members, their Phoenix is going to do that for them and their season ticket holders first and foremost. And so I'm, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to push, I'm going to do what we can. Um, you know, but we just don't know. It's just so hard to say. And it, it, again, it, I, I'm, I'm going on my soapbox here, but we're not going to break any social distancing protocols. We're not going to break public public health guidelines. You know, we're not going to push for this and buy, you know, buy tickets and then, and then, Oh, F, F it. We're just going to like go in this section together and do this, you know, our way. Like we're not going to do that. That leaves a horrible impression on the locals. It leaves a horrible impression on, on San Diego loyal. And that's not what we want, right? We want to be respectful. We want to be, um, supporters that support our club, but don't take advantage and don't break rules and don't, you know, do things the wrong way. And I know there's an, there's an essence of that of be a supporter, not a rule follower, but at the same time, right now, things are just so different that we have to kind of ride that line really carefully. So we just, we really just need to wait and see, you know, I think in a week, maybe, maybe week and a half, we'll have a little bit more of an update, a little bit more of an inkling on, on how things might go um, out there. And if things open up, I think it might be, you know, things might be a little bit better, but right now, at least from what I've heard, which is directly from the club and he, you know, Ricardo had heard from Phoenix, the Phoenix front office. Um, right now they're prioritizing season ticket members, but they are working with Maricopa County to uh, try and assess and see what their, what their total capacity might be. And then Ricardo, I think would fight for us. And we, uh, I can jump on the phone with them as, as well, if, if need be to um, fight for us in, in our desire to travel. So I will do what we can, but I, I just, as, as, as much as hype and as much as I've seen on social media and discord and, you know, all this stuff today, but like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go travel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's be there. Sounds good. Like it's just individually. Sure. But as a group, like we would want to, it, I, we just can't, you know, I, there's no guarantees right now, just like life. So we're it's doing a, what we can, but we'll see. Right. Like right now it's tough. If you're an individual yeah. again, go ahead you know johnny's in here like hey i'm gonna buy resale or whatever go right ahead and do do what you feel comfortable doing similarly we don't ask you to come back to the stadium if we are even allowed to come back to our stadium if you don't feel comfortable doing that either so um you know it's it's what you're comfortable with doing and again certain people have gotten the vaccine certain people are different places than other people and certain people different life situations than other ones that makes this available to them uh, within this time period, which is great. It's just hard to say like, Hey, collectively we can do this. And as Steve said, the logistics of that just aren't there directly for us and don't seem to be normal to a certain degree that we can predict whether or not that's even going to be possible. And most likely all of the factors of saying like, Hey, if it takes rain to make clouds, it's like, we don't even, our clouds make rain. We don't even have clouds. Like that's the thing right now is it doesn't seem like the conditions are there for a group trip uh at this point in the season and as he said continually with each game we will check we will check in and see what is available and see what is okay but it is just a safety thing for the other fans too to say like hey this isn't right to possibly be shipping people in yet until we know that we can have games again and feel good about it maybe with our own fans and so it just depends on the market phoenix is more open to it the most so we will probably uh have a larger barometer there than we will say in oakland maybe earlier on right like if we go up to oakland and even mid mid-May or late May, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, or late May we're playing uh, here, but let's yeah. say like early June, 
that still might be difficult in in Oakland. And then we might be going to Phoenix or Vegas the next week after that, let's say. And it's much more open, right? So it'll just be different depending on the situation, depending on your comfortability and your, you know, where you're at personally. So I, I don't harp on anybody who wants to go either way or whatever. And we love the enthusiasm and we can't tell you not to be super enthusiastic, but we can say as a, as a team, as a group, the conditions for us to do it just aren't there, but I'm, I'm excited to see that game regardless. And so yeah. for me, it's, it's fun. And normally, as Steve said, in any other world uh, where this just isn't what we've had to deal with to get back to playing, I would say, let's all go tomorrow. Let's, let's get on a big bus and for go sure. together. But because in if it was a different condition we had faced and gotten through, totally. It's just the condition yep. is literally what's limiting us from going. Like Yeah, I feel like I feel like myself and you and everybody here like watching and listening is is inkling for those away trips because I think that away trips, you know, really bring a supporters group like together, right? It's it's traveling together, it's different environments, it, it's kind of the uncomfortability, it's going into somebody else's home, like those things make make people like really bond and i've i that's like one of the biggest things that i've wanted from you know this whole experience from the very very beginning were those away trips you know let's let's go to phoenix together let's go to albuquerque together let's go let's go play these and like explore a different city together and i think later in the year those are definitely going to be possible with you know things opening up with vaccinations ramping up you know as COVID, you know, is continues to be on the downhill, but I just, I'm just not quite sure it's there yet. And I know we're still a month away. Like I said, I, this isn't me, you know, stomping on the parade. This is me saying, let's tamper expectations and not be like, we're going, we're all going to go. We're all going to drive the bus and let's go. Like, yeah. we're just not there yet. We're, you know, COVID isn't over. It's, I think we're, we're well over the hill, but we're just not at that point yet. You know? And we don't so, see clouds. That's what I'm saying. Like if we see conditions forming, if we say, Hey, we've got allotment that's a first sign, right? Like that's right. a, Hey, we might be able to do something with this, right. but if we so, don't have a lot, I mean, it's really hard for us to really do anything. Right. So it's those kind of things that'll make the conditions correct for us to feel like we can even do something yeah. like this. Going so to, Ki to Kim's question there, Kim's question is any idea if the vaccine will be required? Um, I don't know anything about that. I have no idea. I also have no idea kind of how they would do that. It's kind of like asking people to reveal medical information about themselves. And it just seems like it's asking a lot of, personal information that you know has never really been done at this kind of a level before so I, I have no clue um it kind of seems like you know no but i've also heard that you know that might be on the table for some events i, I just i have no clue you know I, I i just really don't know i really think that that may, might, might be very very hard to to ask of people um i think for more uh, you know, a better way of doing things would just be keep numbers low until, um, you know, the COVID numbers follow suit and then you can open up appropriately. Um, because yeah, I mean, it, and there's ways it's very hard to do. want to show that they've been vaccinated. If that helps people feel comfortable, if that's something somebody expresses to us, Perhaps. people want to express that that makes them feel more comfortable going to an event where they knew there would be. And this again, is what discords for, or, or any of our DMS ever is just like, Hey, I would feel more comfortable. And I've had a few discussions with people who said, like, I'm still working my way back to that. Um, and if it feels like, hey, having people who, you know, are showing you visibly they're vaccinated and you can see most of us together are vaccinated and that makes you feel better about it. Maybe we can have bracelets or something like that if it makes people feel better. But like, yeah, that's the kind of thing where I don't know if it's a requirement as much as it might be an elective, as Steve is saying, where you're not asking people to vouch that um and not making people feel like other than but maybe just to show strength and numbers of like hey not are we out of the woods but we are you know at least doing our part to make sure that as a group when we are together we are not going to spread this 
um, or be conducive to spreading it uh, and then lowering our, our uh, ability to do so. So yeah. that's the kind of stuff where even for groups, like we go to brewery, somebody says, uh, Nick said COVID stage watch parties in our chat here. Um, that is something that, again, if we have more vaccinations and we feel more strongly about it and people have expressed that to us that, you know, they want to share that with us and share that openly. Great. That makes it easier to go to certain breweries and say, Hey, most of our members have expressed that they're already vaccinated. Um, you know, that, that helps a lot, but we can't require it from people directly to say, you know, as Steve said it in certain areas that especially in California, uh, we respect people's, uh, personal and rights and, and especially medical rights. And so it's something that I think is great about California. So we should definitely uphold yeah. that as a group, right. And as a group, that, yeah. And uh, Holds those so to um, I noticed this in the chat and then he just texted me separate, which is worth noting uh, our director of philanthropy. Tom has been working on a really cool project with the club regarding some of this topic. So if you are a 2021 member, check your emails. If you have not already, if you are a new 2021 member, I believe we owe you an email. Um, so we will get on that, but he has said most likely at Terrera for vaccination requirements. So he, like I said, he's been talking to the club more than I have recently. I've been slammed with work, so I would trust his word more than myself, my own. So it seems like that is currently something that's in, in talks and in, in the plans for, you know, vaccination requirements, uh, for Terrero. that's potentially to get more of us in there. So, um, if that's you haven't cool. gotten vaccinated, uh, please, you know, take your opportunities. Um, if not, you know, wait your turn and, and, and do what you can, but we will, uh, look, you know, looks like that's something that, um, is, is, is out there. So yeah, we'll talk about the Johnny. I see your comment. We'll talk about the, um, home match a little bit more when we get to it, uh, kind of skipped over the Tacoma match Tacoma May 13th. Um, that's two weeks away. I think that there's going to be matches in between a match in between at least, um, something that I was talking to some buddies with today is that the, the schedule is 32 matches in 27 weeks. So there's not going to be weeks off, you know, it's going to be, uh, that's obviously, you know, one match every weekend and, and five or six mixed in midweek matches as well. Uh, that's a pretty tight schedule, but, um, yeah, there's not going to be weeks off. We'll have matches in between there. Um, so that's, uh, that's just the, what we have announced now, uh, kind of cold to go back to Tacoma really early in the season. That's where we got our first club win last year. Um, obviously that was kind of like right at the precipice of pandemic and COVID shutdown. Um, so it's, it's just kind of cool worth noting, you know, going back there. Um, yeah. Trey's going so. back against his club. He's loaned from, so, um, you know, played for, uh, and essentially Tacoma's Seattle's two team, right? They are a rebranded, Seattle uh, two team, which I like. I think that if teams are going to do a two team, you might as well put it in a locale um, dissimilar from your main team and give it an identity and, and at least try to make it something. Maybe not ship players in totally from a different city entirely, but um, you know, I, I at least gives it a different identity, which I think is cool with Tacoma, even though they play in a baseball stadium and that is what it is, but that's a lot of our opponents. So their, their club overall is mostly just Seattle two town. It'll be a fun uh, measurement and measuring stick. You always see some players that jump off the screen there. And then you also see some guys you go, wow, that guy probably is, you know, just not going to be there. And hopefully to our success uh, last year, it was in terms of beating their back line a couple times. And it felt like there was a lot of holes in there to poke through. And maybe this year, you know, especially in our group, it would be great to have somebody to, to get some sure points from, or feel like, Hey, if we're going to play them away, it's not going to be as hard of a match. And then playing at home, we really feel like we should get some sure points here. Um, you know, that it's never bad to have that in the group, especially in a group that's this difficult and this deep. Um, so that's where I, I, maybe Tacoma is going to surprise us and punch us right in the mouth. And I'm going to eat my words, but 
um, it, it is a it's, it is a interesting game for those reasons. I think to see where they're at and, and how far we've come. Right? Is our team firing on all cylinders coming out of Phoenix, or are we using that game to get right after maybe a you know stumble at the gates? So I, I, I'm hoping that it's you know bang bang right out the gates, and then we're uh, maybe maybe another May date here or there. I think they had to announce this one as a home opener for Tacoma, so there might be another date yeah. in there uh, possibly or two. Yeah, um, there's, for sure. There's four different weeks, I think, in there, and three. Uh, yeah, of them I think are there'd dating. be there's there's there will be a match in between uh, the home the the Phoenix match and the Tacoma match, and then there'll be two matches at least in between the yeah. Tacoma match and um, our home opener. So. That's that's you know there's no doubt about that. But uh, while we're still in Tacoma, that's Trey Muse's former club. So uh, he had a cool interview. If you haven't seen that on on the San Diego Loyal Social, go check that out. Um, kind of cool to see that. So yeah, man. Moving. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. He let a couple in. I don't know. Are we yeah. giving him Raz for for that? But uh, I have my guess is he'll want to show up and show well for the uh, the scouts there, obviously, and, and yeah. want to get promoted at some point in his first team club. So uh, we're hoping that he puts out that game and we were talking about the Trey Muse show going into game three. Yeah. And so finally moving on to our, to our home opener. So Las Vegas lights come back to come back to town as, as though, you know, last year our home opener was also against Las Vegas lights. Um, here we go. You know, it, 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 on one hand, it's a bummer that it's basically two months away and it's one month into the season. On the other hand, I think Johnny said it kind of well, you know, this gives San Diego an opportunity to maybe get into that orange tier. And, you know, maybe that's happening sooner than later. And maybe there's a chance to get it, you know, into the, even the, the, the tier further than that. Um, because right now, red tier, right now, red tier is 25% capacity. You know, that's fif- about 1,500, 1,600 seats um, in between there. And so that's not, you know, when you think about the raucous and the the March 7th crowd that we had, you know, that's, that's a function of how crowded that and you know busy and packed in that place was when 1500 i mean it's going to be amazing to be there don't get me wrong but it's it, you know it, it would be next level to get to orange tier orange tier would be 60 percent, and uh i think it's 60 or 65 percent. i think it's 60 though um and that's a much different it story so, it dramatically upticks the quality totally. to where it will feel yeah. it'll feel more like i'd say yeah the difference between red and orange just to describe as steve's saying it's like red will feel like a feel like a preseason game even though yeah. it's not right just because the energy will but be just to very, be back oh my god yeah just like 50 it'll feel 50 percent right of the energy versus i think red tier even though it's 60 percent or 50 whatever it is it'll feel more like 80 percent back or 85 percent back to energy i think just in terms of the number of people and the number of restrictions the problem with red tier two is the amount of restrictions in terms of groupings uh, standing, you know, all these kind of things are very limited and we can yeah. seek exemptions, but it's, it becomes more problematic uh, that you're fighting a code. And and the good thing as we go on, as it sounds like, and everything goes smoothly and we all keep doing our part, we'll end up, you know, in a space where we're looking, we're able to do most of the things we were able to do on March 7th by, let's say like August 7th or, or somewhere in there, right? If, if things trend continually, but we don't know if that speeds up before then or after based on the trends that are continually continuing, right? And if everything changes, it changes. But for now, as Steve is saying, we just don't know. It's two months out. So the forecast, as I said, right now, it seems like the clouds that we see will be, uh, that they're telling us we'll have are going to be smaller, right? So it's like, that's what it'll look like. And if it grows, we'll keep growing it and growing the hype. We just don't want to give you unbought hype, right? We want the hype to be real. The smoke off the fire to be, uh, you know, something of substance. So in this case, I hate it. Yeah. And I hate to be the people that, you know, give great news and then, and then, and then kind of you know, throw, <laughs> throw water on the, on the fire we just lit, but it, it, it's just kind of, 
it's kind of necessary right now, you know? So, but to then, you know, stoke the flames a little bit, God, I can't wait to get back. Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait to well, get and, back. There. And you know why they scheduled the uh, LAFC too. I mean, Las Vegas lights uh, for our home openers. They don't have to fly their players. They can just drive them down. So that's down, nice. yeah. They'll save some money, <laughs> right. which is good. Thanks, Chris. Walking yeah. That. But yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, it is one of those things where I think it'll it'll be interesting for that dichotomy for for sure too. Hopefully, we're in the stands and we're seeing not only our players and and whoever the lights got right. It's it's some you know Guido was one of those players last year that would have probably played. Maybe that was the thing that made him pull the triggers. Like we've got a bunch of Alejandro Guidos here sitting on our uh, you know on our reserves. We need to get out there and play in against this USL talent and see what we got. So um, that's where for me I think yeah it'll be hopefully those will become more interesting matches just with the talent on the field as opposed to maybe one or two guys that can make yeah. the match, but a lot of other guys just filling in a uh, hard put team in a franchise that that has been neglected a little bit. So that's gonna be interesting. But I think as you said, just to be there is one foot through the door that I'm excited for. And I think that's enough for me. It's just the question of what variability do we have? And then all of us starting to visualize. And as you said, trying to temper our expectations to the correct level of, of stoked, right? right? Uh, you don't want to get too stoked over the wave, man. Cause then you're going face first. You got to be right amount of stoked on that <laughs> wave. Or you're going off, are you going back, you get, to, you backslide off? No good either. You're going around your butt. That's more painful almost than going face first. At least you can somersault. So just saying, yeah, you can downplay expectations, but hard to right. ramp up at the last second. So stay, stay hyped is what I'm saying. But like, yep. you know, find that, find that position for you. Right? For sure. It's all, it's all relative. So yeah, we're, we're excited. We're very excited. It's just a question of what can we tell you that we're allowed to do at this point? And very much of it would be be in a stadium, which is great. Right. That's like, that's earth shattering from last year. We, yeah. we did that once. So, and right now, I mean, right now, obviously there'd be like no barkyard, you know, no, none of that kind of pregame events that's like current that. with red tier with orange tier. I don't know what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. It's, you know, I think, yeah, we can look up what the orange tier allows us to or not to do. Um, but it's, you know, goalposts change, um, with, with all this stuff, you, you, you know, so we don't, change, it's yeah, just impossible to say it's impossible to be like, yeah, we can do that or no, we can't because then, you know, two weeks from now, if we go to orange tier, they announce new orange tier, you know, allowances and stuff like that. And then who knows? So it's well, just really a wait and see. And we've been saying that for months, but it just kind of still is. It just, it's just, it's all we can do. Yeah. We've called it grandma's house for a long time. And grandma, the, the idea with USD is that it's a relationship, right? It's not that these rules they create are set in stone and it never really is. They're especially with a tenant in this case and somebody who they like as a business partner. They want to they've, they've created avenues for us to do what we do outside of their normal code already as, as a supporters group, which is awesome. And the things they allow us to do will continue to change based on how much we show up and we're responsible and do a great job like we did March 7th. And already based on that, they were willing to give us more provision based on what we wanted to do. Obviously, with the situation being what it is, they can only allow so much safely. So that being what it is, as Steve and I are both saying, it will shift the window as we've gotten really good at defining this together and talking about it together. The good thing is yeah. we have a common language to talk about it now. And it's very easy for us to say, hey, we can do this. We can't do this. Or, you know, and, and all of us to kind of understand the reasons why or at least talk through it together. So I think at least that's what we've gained in the last year is like the ability to converse about this pretty easily, which is nice. It's just, you know, hard for us to tell you like, hey. We love everything and we want to get it all back. It's just going to be earn, not earning it back, but just maybe step by step in terms of, hey, we go back and we have a game. Everybody feels great and safe. 
And then within a game or two, then we're looking back at maybe we can have 25 or 50% or whatever capacity yeah. we're looking at or doing a March when we maybe couldn't before. And that's the kind of stuff that'll ramp up right as we yeah. go. Yeah. And it's, and it's requirements. And it's, and that's a really good point. It's worth noting that, you know, say we, we go to orange tier, but that first match back, you know, USD, you know, kind of views things and they go, Whoa, like this isn't safe. We don't really don't like this. They can impose further restrictions. They're a private campus. They're not a public owned anything. They don't have, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. If, if we go to USD for that first match and 60% capacity and we're supposed to be social distancing, but everybody ends up right in the front of the local section and USD officials see that they go, yeah, no, we're not going to do that again. You know, we're going to, you know, that next match, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to pull the curtains back again. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're limited again. So we, all, it's you know, we really, really need to take everything seriously and all the rules that are imposed on us because otherwise we're going to get, uh, we're going to get pulled, pulled back real fast. So, obviously a couple months away we're not gonna hang our hats on that too much but ultimately really like to have a date to look forward to to have an opponent to look forward to 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 see ourselves kind of back at Torero after a year and two months i mean you know that's that's the dream that's what we've we've all been waiting for like when are we going to go back when are we going to go back uh, and it's finally announced so we you know we mark our calendars put a big star on it uh start the countdowns um because I can't wait. Even if it's under these limited circumstances, I just want to stand and sit or stand in 109, um, wear a mask and wave a flag and, you know, watch our boys uh, uh, represent San Diego. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that I can't wait for. Those moments, that kickoff, uh, the walkout, that kind of stuff, because we just don't know what the rest of it's going to look like. But to look forward to what we can do and what we know will happen, um, that's that's holding me up over. And that, I can, that kind of stuff I can't wait for. That's the jam. That is yeah, it right for there, sure, man. That is that's, for sure. That's that's all you need to know about March or not March May thirtieth, uh, the which will be a Saturday, and that'll be a great night for everyone here involved. Yes. Finger snaps. But what we will focus on uh, moving forward is the uh, where we want to be at the end. We were talking about the end of the season. Maybe we'll have more. We'll have more to do with each other, which is great. And maybe we'll have bonus games since we got cheated from some last year. Uh, we can maybe play more games because yep. the playoff format playoff seems to formats. be pretty open this year. It seems to be something doable. It doesn't last year was hard, right? It was one yeah. team from you know or two teams, right? And we missed the, teams, we missed yeah. the the bubble, right? And it felt like with Phoenix, it was really one team, right? Because they're just so difficult in our startup right. here. But two teams, and we just missed the bubble. We all know the story. Um, coulda, shoulda, woulda. In some way, in some matches where we could have picked up points, and then in the matches where we got pulled points because we didn't want to play a game that wasn't worth playing. Um, that was, you know, a, a where we ended up. And so now this year, it doesn't seem like it should be as difficult to achieve, which is the good thing and something that's well within the grasp of this very talented club that could finish first in this group. So, uh, Steve, what is the playoff format this year? So playoff format, um, last year, like Drew said, it was two per division. This year, the divisions are bigger, but it's four per division. So last year we had, you know, we, the the division we ended up being um, being slotted into was very difficult, right? Um, and so this this upcoming time, it's a little, you know, there's the same difficulty as the same difficult teams, but there's more playoff slots. So it's 16, uh, 16 teams enter all of the playoffs of all USL championship. Uh, it's four teams for per division, and then you know that's four teams in. Uh, each of the two Western divisions and then four teams in two of the Eastern divisions. And then there's two eight team bra brackets. Um, and then the, the winners of those eight team brackets end up um, in the final 
together. So it's essentially a big 16 team tournament um, where, you know, one side of the brackets, the West, one side of the brackets, the East um, seating will be determined uh, based on position and home field advantage will be determined by the record of the remainder of the bracket. Um, and that's kind of difficult, you know, not going to get into the super minutia there, but say we're four in uh, or three in one in our division and the, you know, the second team and the other division has a worse record than we do, then we would still get home field advantage in that round if we were to meet. So uh, just worth noting, you know, that the, the playoff format is set. I don't think it was formally announced, but uh, Jerry, shots to Jerry, caught it. Um, it was it was kind of tweeted out uh, and made the rumor mill, rumor rounds. Um, and so kind of, you know, looking for the long haul there. But yeah, it's um, a uh, sleuth, hashtag sleuths uh, discovery over here um, where, sure. yeah, again, it's a, a cool thing to note, but something that was newsworthy to bring up on the pod here. And I think that's good for projecting where we want to be at the end of the season is like, Hey, okay, you have to, you have to win these kind of games or you have to win these kind of games because they'll add up last year was do or die, right? You couldn't lose pretty much any game that you weren't sure that you could try and take points from. So like Tacoma, you know, we had to get points or Reno. We even had to get a draw as opposed to lose, right. To try and get something out of these, these certain games that just yeah. meant more. And so now going into Sacramento, Hey, you get a draw, you get any points there. Okay, that's probably better away. But at home, we know we need to get points against them, right? Versus at home, we know we need a win. So these are just kind of the little calculations you do going into the season when you start looking at the schedule that they pencil together is, is what does that look like? And what's enough to get you into the second season, which is the playoffs, right? Nothing matters once you're in the playoffs, but as Steve was saying, the, the home field advantage there, you know, is, is seeded. So you just want to make sure that you're in a good seed to be make sure that you're going to be able to use us right use the locals and use the advantage of we give and maybe have a, a home game that would be pretty cool yeah in the playoffs maybe a couple home games that would be again something that as i said would be special for us who felt like we didn't get uh, our full allotment last year for, yes. for whatever reason and so for me i think that's what's kind of cool is that again we may not get everything we want game one but maybe we'll get extra bonus games where we can do everything that would be you know kind of like uh the rainbow after the rain there a little bit for me i, I don't know that's what i feel like with, yeah. with the playoffs here so I'm, I'm excited for that knowing that other playoff formats can be more stringent based on the season it seems like they're really trying to make this more of an open tournament and i think moving forward they're probably going to have more and more teams in the league so we'll see how this playoff format expands year to year or changes as well but that is the playoffs uh anything else fun happened this weekend week with the club on social, you see any, uh, like yeah, any I mean, trip or something like I heard we're not supposed to be taking trips as a group, but if you can book out a wing of a, of a, a you know, of a hotel or maybe yeah. a casino, you know, and you have a group do a little work retreats that they're all tested or vaccinated. I don't know. That sounds like a nice team bonding activity. I don't, did you see any of the uh, content from Harris this weekend of the guys just, I, like hanging out? I did. I did. And they look pretty fit. <laughs> next to that pool <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah no it looked like a good time uh you know the videos and social always looks like you know really well-produced videos um you know the trivia that they did was was really cool go check out their social media if you haven't seen yeah. that probably not too the much to comment candy. on it here but yeah uh, players you, being players but it's fun fun yeah. stuff i thought it was fun Pretty personality rough. stuff and it's cool the club to think like hey we've got this advantage of being able to test and have our guys together we can do something like this that other organizations may not be able to do 
uh, given their resources and given their abilities. So I thought that was just kind of fun and and hopefully right. again speak to the closeness of this team that they look like they were genuinely not only there but like enjoying all being together, um, which is kind of cool and I'm sure pretty fun for a lot of us, you know, who envy that a little bit as we were talking about. So. Yeah, man. I mean, the the biggest thing I'm excited for besides the games we were just talking about is this Locals documentary that John and Shocker Shorts are putting together. Um, it is yes. you know, epic, the scenes that I've seen and uh, obviously being very close to it. Uh, it's hard to watch some of it because it just involves me talking and I don't like that uh, generally, which is weird for somebody who talks a lot. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see. The other cool thing is the footage that uh, other people have been gathering and sending into John is pretty cool, too. So, yeah, I know he's still looking for more. Right. He's still looking for more stuff out there. I, I do not know. I will let him uh, chime in on the chat. I believe he said he was tuning in tonight. Uh, okay. But I will say that if you are not a Patreon or a patron um, of soccer shorts, uh, this weekend is when the first episode will drop um, yeah. for his for the patrons that subscribed that subscribe to um, that subscribe to uh, the soccer shorts Patreon. So please, if you have not uh, done that yet, please do so. I think that the the um, subscriptions are like as low as one dollar per month and then you get some early access to what he's working on there and i cannot wait john has been working on this for a long time um he's put a ton of work into this so massive massive shout out to to our our um our john cross um please go and support him um because i cannot wait uh cam link it's on uh our twitter it's on his you know his twitter the the account twitter i think it's at bpd soccer shorts um, our Twitter is in, we retweet it every week when he kind of posts yeah. that that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. And I, I kind of, you know, what Drew said, I, I kind of don't like seeing myself talk or hearing my own voice in interviews and stuff, but I'm definitely going to sit down and, and, and have a beer and watch this, this, this in full probably a few times. Cause, um, I know he's put a ton of work into it and it's going to kind of, if you, if you're just tuning in or, or just listening for the first time, uh, as a new member, um, John has been around the soccer community here in San Diego for a very long time. Um, and he, this is kind of, you know, maybe the first go at a, you know, USL level supporters group. And he wants to, you know, give it a true documentary. He's a, he's a, you know, a tried and true filmmaker. He knows what he's doing. You know, his work has been incredible. I've done a couple of kind of mini shorts with him, uh, soccer shorts, uh, through the years with my, my involvement with the American outlaws. Um, but if you, he's kind of giving a really good, you know, summary and how the locals came to be, I think that's a pretty good, um, a pretty good summary from my perspective. Um, and I just saw in the chat, three episodes drop next week, not, not just one. So three episodes drop next week. I'm, I apologize Ooh. for that misinformation. So even more incentive, go subscribe if you have not, um, because this is going to tell an incredible story. I think nobody, there's no other way that it could be told on kind of how we came to be, our past, our history, um, growing, the the early days. John was invited to a lot of the early, early, early meetings, the first leadership meeting, the first time me, Drew, Jerry, Daryl read through the bylaws. Like, it, there's some really cool access there, um, and not to tease too much, but there's some really cool cool stuff that I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing and reliving uh, those memories. So if you haven't subscribed, please do. It's not too late. Um, massive shout to John Cross. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, it's been fun watching the pieces and then yeah. it's been even fun, more fun thinking about like, Oh, there's like, 
all of this weaves together <laughs> and like will be a master tapestry. I'm sure it's been a massively uh, overwhelming at times to look at in terms of the amount of footage he shot just because he was at no. so many things. And I know he's shooting. I don't so know how many he does it. The story keeps evolving as you edit um, documentaries typically. So I'm sure he just kept discovering new veins and, and story ways that made sense and had multiple interviews with each of us. So I'm curious to see where it all it all filters too, but it's, again, I can't say, as Steve said, enough about kind of the heart and dedication he puts into this. It really is love. You can tell that it's made with it. When somebody bakes cookies and you can tell they love it, they love baking cookies, this is like that, but with video. And so it's, and it's something that we all love. Um, anybody who's probably listening to this is, is into this. So, um, you know, support John because he supported you and he supported what we're doing here, um, you know, before it was a thing, <laughs> before it was yeah. anything, he was there. And just pointing a camera at it, but doing it in a way that was supportive and letting us know, like, I'm here because I think what you're doing is important. Um, and I think that what the, the and just not just what we were doing, but as Steve said, like a lot of different pockets of soccer culture in the city that totally um, don't get enough visualization. And this is something that gets a lot of expose, but in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a story that it's hard to understand unless you see the way that he tells it, which is that it really is just people connecting and making decisions based on um you know what the group wants and what the the people want and and connecting with relationships in this team in this community and so it's it's exciting to see that and i haven't seen the full thing so i'm excited for the patreon to, to yeah. get in there but it's get on there with them because it's it's definitely the thing to, to that everybody's gonna be talking about next month uh in the next yeah as weeks. much as i'm as much as i'm dying to be like come on john give me come on come on come on send it to me come on come on i i just want to wait and i just want to see it with everybody else because i just want to experience it you know yeah, just like every other patron so i can't wait everybody else so I'm, I'm I'm excited. So that's that's soccer shorts at BPD soccer shorts on the things. Uh, Twitter specifically has a lot of great information and a thread there yes. uh, for anything we were talking about there. And I put the link in the comments if you're curious about that. Awesome. Patreon, um, our art project, Steve. We were working on an art project, our art project, uh, as a group. That's uh, John has his art project and his talents. Uh, that is is multiple, but our group has multiple talents. Yes. And, uh, yeah, tell me about kind of what you can about our very secretive art project that we told our members about in our Discord a little more. Yeah, so I was going to plug the Discord here. If you if you are not a member, um, join. And if you are a member and you haven't joined the Discord, please do, because we've given some cool sneak peeks into something we're working on kind of behind the scenes. And I'm not going to reveal too much because it's really, really cool. And I don't want to spoil any, um, any surprises. Um, but thank you to everybody who dropped things, you know, art off over the past week at the club uh, we did use all of it so um yeah I, i'm not i'm really not going to say much more it, it's a i'm really excited i'm really looking forward to kind of seeing it all come together we did finish it but coming all together as far as um the next steps in its evolution and appearances and what it's used for and kind of um what some reactions are so really 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 looking forward to um that as well um, speaking of art, and I'm going to drop a little bit more Discord. Travis has been working on some typical Travis Magic artwork, and he's dropping it in the art channel in the Discord. Some album covers uh, that are loyal, loyalified, localified, bumified, whatever you want to say. Um, and I mean, he, I could go on and on. Travis is just an amazing artist. He's so creative. He's so good. So, yeah. I know. And he's drawing in a most peculiar way. Yeah, Travis is doing some great stuff in there. So, so good. Definitely jump in and check it out. There's a uh, some some fun stuff, as I just alluded with uh, David Bowie and uh, 
you can make suggestions and maybe he'll listen, especially if you have a good one. Uh, that's usually how he rolls. So uh, he is a man of inspiration and uh, it's fun to see him uh, play it out kind of like street art almost here for, for everybody. So it's a reason to join. If you haven't already, you're a member. Hey, jump in. That's your member benefit and you should be taking advantage of it because it's even if you don't comment, free fun art to look at in your pocket uh, in between your Zoom calls uh, when you're sick of looking at another spreadsheet. There you go. Jump for in sure. and check that out. For sure. Okay, the last little set of locals business. We've been giving, you know, weekly kind of membership updates. Memberships are 251 from um a, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think it was 230 something. So they continue to kind of trickle in, uh, which is really rad. Um we officially put the scarf order in last week, but there was an issue with the kind of the proof, kind of the, you know, it's, it's something didn't look right. Actually, Travis caught it, you know, thank God. Um, and so we had them run another, you know, do a, do kind of a check. They found an issue with the file they were using. They ran a, another sample that looked very good. We approved that today. Uh, as far as I know, as far as, you know, Eileen said that she sent the email. So um, as far as I know, things are in motion. Um, I usually diehard gives this kind of a production update and I haven't obviously like, you know, t like I said, today was kind of the final go. So we haven't gotten that yet, but if, and when we can get an update, we will. And then we will update you guys, um, as soon as possible. And so once we get those in, we, I, we will ship those out as, as fast as possible. Um, barring, you know, personal delivery to 200 scarves around town. Um, we will ship those out ASAP. So not really much more to say about that. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Are ordered. Finally. Are ordered. They're going to come They're on, they're on the slow process of coming here, but it's not so slow. Cause we'll turn around in a few weeks and say, Whoa, the scarves are here. So yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And when we, when they are, as Steve said, we'll get them out to you as soon as possible, but it's that. And then the chains are a different uh, timeline typically as well. They come from usually different manufacturers, uh, Istanbul. The He's always coming from Istanbul. Are they coming? Both coming from Istanbul? Well, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. But they usually. Well, I, well, I don't know. About the, I don't know about the keychains. The scarves are from yeah. Istanbul. I know that. Yeah, they can yeah. be different. Like, yeah, the scarves from sure. Istanbul last year with fun Turkish writing in the boxes that were was very pretty. Uh, but yeah, the uh, for instance, the pins came from China. That's what took a while mm -hmm. for those to get in. Um, or they they came through China, so the customs took a while. But the uh, yep. scarves being ordered is huge and. Again, we'll see in the scarf chains. We'll see those again whenever they get here, and and turn yep. around to you. Have a fun party to uh, to back those up and send them your way uh, safely. So for sure, and I will I will say to everybody else listening and watching that um, Eileen has heard you about merch, and she has a lot of cool ideas cooking. Um, so we we are constantly talking about merch ideas, constantly talking about that stuff. It's really like you know what we can do now versus what we want to do in person because things like you know, some, some things it might not be worth it to do shipping because shipping might cost just as much as the item might be, but awesome. we just need to kind of take it easy and see, you know, it might be later in the year when we start having some of our really, really, really rad merch ideas come to fruition. So yeah, sombreros are hard to ship guys. Yeah. We're working on it, but uh, <laughs> things are, things are, things are in the works. We're, we're working on it as we can merch merch is happening there's always ideas there's always yeah. drawings and fun stuff so it's going to happen it's as steve said some things are just better delivered by hand to you directly and then something like glasses things like that that just are hard to ensure shipping and weigh you know too much to be worth their purchase when inherently they're only worth so much right yeah. shipping them usually shouldn't be half or uh more than the cost so that's just usually the kind of consideration with that kind of stuff. But otherwise, in their ideas, they're always here to be seen. 
Um, any other updates on membership overall, Steve, just in terms of numbers or anything else? Otherwise, we will nope. end a post show. We do have a special guest joining us for the post show who did not join us for the live podcast. So this is a reason to join the post show. Sometimes we have extra special guests come on after because they're like, you know what, podcast, whatever. I'm here about the post show. So we'll let you know who that is in the post show in just a second. But uh, there's a little tease. I don't even know who it is. I'm looking forward I to know. it. <laughs> all right no i got nothing else i got nothing else let's wrap this up right, right about an hour perfect time all right well for uh mr steven brokoff and mr jerry jimenez who is not here with us tonight but always <laughs> in spirit i'm mr drew Steck. uh thank you everybody and this is where if you're listening to the audio version the song will play us out we love you bye-bye bye-bye hey